I, I like to use sports references, and so I feel like it is like a halftime check-in and kind of make adjustments um, from there and, and see how they work out. Welcome to the Heartfelt Clubhouse. I am your host, the BC, and as always, I am joined here with our August Man of the Month, Grant. How are you doing today, Grant? I'm good. I'm good. Thanks for having me back. Week three, we're uh, we're surviving and thriving, uh, so it's it's good to be back. Um, I feel like I'm getting the the routine down of this whole podcast thing, so I feel like I'm a, I'm a seasoned veteran now. We're we're in week three, and uh, so no, I'm I'm doing well. Um, it is it is Monday. We're recording on a Monday, so um, you know Mondays bring its own challenges and trying to get get started back in the week and get adjusted. I feel like it's always a slap in the face to to go from from Sunday to Monday and try to get back into the swing of things. But um, as far as Mondays go, it's it's a good Monday and I, I'm doing well. So I, uh, spirits are high. Spirits are high. How are you doing? Oh, you know what? I'm so good. I'm really, really happy to be hopping back on here with you. I agree. Like Mondays, dear Lord, man, <laughs> Mondays are their own thing. But no, I'm really happy that we could get on here and, you know, just go over the highs and lows of last week. What was, what were your highs and lows? Oh boy. Last week was, uh, as far as work goes, I'll, I'll do like a work segment and then just like a life segment um because i feel like that's honestly how how i've been operating these days is you know i have my my job and my work that brings its own stress and and positives and negatives and then you know i've got my own life on the side which brings positives and positives and negatives so i think that's kind of how a lot of people operate is um you know there's obviously some crossover but you know they're, they're two separate worlds um but but last week was, as far as work goes, was very slow, and so it was good to to kind of catch my breath, catch up on sleep, and take care of the things that I haven't been able to take care of, including myself. You know, getting groceries, things that were neglected, I can kind of finally catch up on. Um, and so that was a definite positive. Um, I think this week's going to pick up a bit, um, but it was nice to relax. Um, and then as far as, as life goes, um, my girlfriend was in the the weekend before. Um, she lives in Philly, uh, and so that was nice and always always good to to catch up and, and spend some some quality time. And then, um, yeah, it was like I said, just more of a of a catch up week for me, and I'm just working on myself and you know my mental health and trying to improve and work on the things that that Matt had given me. Um, and kind of put them into practice when you're not so bogged down with other things. It's it's tough because it is work to do these things. You know, you, you get tasks and you have, you know, it's almost like homework. You go to class and then you get given tasks and assignments. Um, so I was doing a lot of, you know, reflecting, journaling, things like that, of, of taking a, taking kind of a, a, a snapshot of, of where I was and kind of, how I'm doing, you know, week two, two weeks in. Um, so that was good as well of, of monitoring my progress and kind of taking a step back and like, okay, you know, two, two sessions in, 
how is Grant doing? How do I feel about all this? And so it was it was good to have that time to be able to do that. So it was it was a overall really good week. So yay! Yeah, that's so exciting. I'm really happy you got to see your girlfriend, and you know she sounds like a really good support system. Sounds like you have some Absolutely. good support systems in your life. Yep. So so you said you've been journaling. And this <laughs> have, is new I to have. you, right? This is new? It is very, very new to me. I've I've never kept a journal in my life. Um you know, maybe like in in elementary school I might have written down some thoughts, <laughs> but no, nothing nothing like this. Um so now yeah, it's my first experience journaling and it's it's not so much of day to day you know, what I did as a, a traditional journal, it's more of a, you know, my thoughts, my feelings and how, how the day-to-day -day interactions affected me. Um, and so then we can kind of look at, okay, in this situation, you know, I had these thoughts, these feelings, it affected me this way. And then I can kind of go off of that, talk through it with my counselor and then be able to make adjustments um, kind of on the fly. Um, so I, I don't like to use I, I like to use sports references and so I feel like it is like a halftime check-in and kind of make adjustments um, from there and and see how they work out um, in real life and then you know it's kind of a, a constant tweaking um, and it is it's it's work it's not easy um, I, I think I've been surprised one with you know the progress I, I'm very I'm shocked just in two weeks how much progress I've seen but also you know it is effort and it's not just like I thought you'd go and be like yeah you just talk through these things and then boom you know I'm, I'm fixed and that's definitely not the case there is work that needs to be done and it is you know a learning process um, which has been fun in itself of kind of going through the steps and seeing the progress and you know seeing the fruits of your labor as you put in this work, you can kind of reap the benefits. And, you know, I've already seen huge, huge gains in, in two weeks of just kind of my viewpoint on things and, you know, my confidence, so many things that, you know, I was, I was working towards, um, you know, I've already seen huge gains and it's, it's been cool to see, you know, looking back of, of situations or like things that would get me down before or that I'd be you know fearful of or nervous you know those feelings aren't as strong I wouldn't say you know I'm instantly fixed but I can tell there's been improvements which is very exciting to see because you know when you put in this work you want to see something and it's been exciting to kind of look back and like okay you know something that in July would have really freaked me out or really would have gotten to me or I would have never stood up and said something or would have been comfortable in that situation. Um, you know, those, those situations, I now feel like I have almost a toolbox to, to address them and kind of go into those situations feeling more prepared. And that gives you a certain amount of comfort and confidence that, you know, I didn't have before. And it, it takes someone kind of walking you through that and someone who's a professional that can kind of say, hey, you know, what you're going through is, is very normal. And, you know, here's here's a, a good way to try and address that, you know, try it out, see how it works for you. Um, and so it kind of goes that tweaking of you get these 
different tools that you can try in different situations and then see how they work, you know, how they work for you and then uh, and go from there. So I love that. A toolbox. That's a, a yeah. great way to put it. OK, so how many journal entries do you think you've done at this point? Uh, I do. So I just kind of keep a live track of, you know, my thoughts. Um, you know, if I have negative thoughts, positive thoughts. Um, so I've been doing it for since my first session. So it's been I probably have 12 entries or so. You know, I try to do one each day. Um, and as Matt mentioned it, my counselor Matt mentioned it, it's just kind of, you know, when you get the opportunity, you know, pop into the bathroom real quick and just like jot I have it on my phone. Um, and so it's very easy. I can just quickly, you know, it's nothing long, just a quick jot of, of my feelings. And I, I like doing it because I can, you know, I'm, I'm not sure about something. I can jot down my thoughts beforehand of how I'm feeling in that moment, jot how it went or how I'm feeling afterwards and whether those feelings were valid or you know i was you know just operating from a from a negative and kind of fearful space and none of it was justified and you know that's a good way too of showing myself that these things i'm fearful for nervous for are all in my head and it's almost you know anticipation of things is what can really bog you down and then once you actually have that you realize that there's nothing to be afraid of nothing to be you know nervous about and those things you start to keep track of them and i think journaling is so important because you can kind of look back on it and it almost it, you know it solidifies it when you write it down there's something to it of not just okay yeah thinking it but also writing it down and then having a log of all these situations of wow you know three times in the past week I had these same situations and each time I was nervous, afraid, what have you before. And then afterwards I realized that there was, you know, it went great or, you know, there's nothing to be afraid of. And then you can kind of, it takes that fear out of those situations because you realize that what you once were afraid of doesn't really have that, that same power over you. And so it's, it's, it's good to have that. And then also when you're, when you're feeling those negative feelings and those thoughts, then you can kind of reference back and be like, okay, these are the times that I had these similar thoughts and this was the outcome. And sure enough, I came out just fine and if not stronger on the other side. And it kind of gives you more confidence and comfort um, going into that and kind of allevi alleviates that stress. So highly recommend the journaling, um, even if you're not doing counseling or, um, you know, talking to someone, just a, a mental log of, where you're at um, and kind of what's going on in your head is I think important. And I, I did not realize that beforehand. Um, and it's a very simple step that, that people can take that will help in, in, in many ways. So yeah, it's been highly recommend. You touched on a really good point of you know, you being able to label those emotions and, you know, over time eventually seeing patterns and things like that, it also does kind of take away the sting of everything, you know, the, the potency of that emotion, right? Because once it's labeled, it's kind of loses its power. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, is this your first time really sitting and labeling emotions? Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I've had times you know, where, where I've sat down and I've tried to figure out what I've felt. And it was, you know, I, I could 
identify very general, you know, fear, stress, you know, nervousness, but it wasn't, you know, what about that situation made me nervous, made me fearful. And it, it's hard to kind of pinpoint that. And it's sometimes not fun to do um, because it reveals things about you that you don't want to think about or want to, to dwell on for too long. Um, but, you know, and like you were saying, once you identify them, it makes it so much easier to then address it because you can then pinpoint and kind of narrow in on what you are afraid of. And it goes back to the first question that Matt asked me is, you know, what is your biggest fear? And, you know, once you can identify those and address them, it makes it much easier to kind of develop an approach um, to dealing with that. And I think that's where, you know, therapy and counseling helps is developing that approach. Um, but really only, you know, your counselor can talk you through and try to help you to identify those things, but it does require, you know, a certain amount of time of sitting down and, and reflecting on your feelings and emotions. And I, one of my notes in my journal, it's funny you, you mentioned it was, you know, if you can name something, it becomes more familiar and it becomes less we're, we're we're less afraid of things that we're familiar with and so if you can put a name to something then it, it does take that fear out of it and that power out of it because it's something that's familiar and then it's less of this you know the stranger danger and it's more of you know someone that you know and that once you know it you can kind of you know take it head on uh, so it's funny you mentioned that because that was one entry in my journal of of naming your fears and, you know, taking the sting out of them. Yeah. So obviously feel free to say no, but if you're comfortable, is there like a snippet of a journal entry you'd be, you know, comfortable sharing? There's really yeah, no pressure. Yeah. No pressure at all. <laughs> Let me see if I can pull one up. I, I've got one right here. This was a, uh, this was one of the days where I really sat down. It was the same, same day um, that I, I had mentioned, you know, my my note my note that I just referenced was it's, it's more prophetic than what I previously said it as but I, I wrote everyone has demons you just need to name them every anything with a name is less scary and more familiar um, and I think that's kind of how I was feeling at that time and it goes back to what we were we were talking about another one is um, I have too many thoughts that are confidence detractors and not enough confidence boosters and I think a lot of people it's tough um and I don't, I don't you know i don't know what i can tell you what situation brought that up i honestly think i was laying in bed just kind of like thinking about things um, and that's when my best thoughts come is just kind of when it's quiet um and i think that's why i don't meditate myself but i understand now why it's so powerful and people rely on it so much and, and advocate for it is because having that quiet time to think is, is very important without distractions. Um, but yeah, that, that idea of too many, you know, it's that pervasive thought in your head of, you know, that, that little head, you know, voice, you know, trying to, to knock you down. And I think it's important to recognize that that's simply what it is, is just a voice. And it, it you know, once you take the power out of it, you know, you can start to get control and, see some real benefits and gains and so i've been really focusing on having more confidence boosting thoughts than confidence detracting um, i'm definitely a perfectionist and so i 
I, you know, I expect, you know, every single thing that I do, I want it to be great. And that's, you know, it's not healthy and it's, it's no way to go about your life because we are humans. We are not perfect and you will never be satisfied with anything you do if you're constantly expecting it to be perfect. And so I think I've, I've carried that, you know, it carries over into many parts of my life. We, you know, work, you know, social, um, you know, family, everything. I want to be great at all of those. And you just can't be great in every single situation. Um, doesn't mean that you can't be great, but you can't expect greatness every single time. Um, and I think that's been a big step for me is recognizing that it's okay to be average sometimes. Like there's nothing wrong with being average. And quite frankly, people aren't gonna judge you or think less of you. In fact, they probably think that you're doing great, but you just are rating yourself as average. Um, and so that's been a big step for me is, is recognizing that, you know, one, just stop being so hard on yourself because, you know, life is hard. <laughs> you know, it's all at a time we can really do. Um, so one, you know, stop being so hard on myself. And two, you know, I would do, it goes in hand with one of these, like every interaction, everything I did, like I do these like post game press conference with myself of like, all right, like what did I do right? What did I do wrong? And it was very much less what I do right and focused on what I did wrong. And those are those confidence detractors that I'm talking about that, you know, they'll, you might have done just fine in whatever situation that you're dealing with, but that voice saying that you didn't will, you know, it'll eat you alive and it will, it will take you to a place that you don't want to be. And it's, you have to recognize it. And this is that naming that demon that it is just simply a voice that is there, that is controllable. Um, and so that's been a big, big step um, in kind of a big realization that I had last week. That sounds huge. I mean, that, that really does sound like a breakthrough because in our society, you know, everything is so focused on success and overworking ourselves. How efficient can you be? And I feel like a lot of that burden also does fall. You know, I feel like men take it really on their shoulders of, okay, my worth comes from my success. And the reality is, like, even imperfect action is still action, you know? And you are worthy just because you exist. Like, you could lay on the ground and eat grapes all day, and you're still fucking worthy. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. um, so that's huge. When you do get these thoughts and you're kind of attacking, you know, yourself, your little, little mind voice is going crazy, how are you countering it? Um, I think, as we discussed before, it's a good question. Um, because it's not, it's not easy. Um, and I, I think everybody recognizes it, that it's, it's not easy. You know, it's so much easier to be hard on yourself than it is to be positive. Um, and so, so one is just recognizing it for what it is. Start to work on realizing that it's simply just, it is a, it is a part of you. You know, nobody is saying these things. It's simply you saying these things and therefore you have full control over it. At times it might not seem like you have control over it because it's, you know, so ingrained and it's, you know, it has so much power. Um, and so it's just slowly chipping away at the power that it has over you, I think is kind of how I view it as, um, 
you know, and that's where the work comes in is it's not an instant thing. Okay. You know, this, I'm never going to listen to that voice again. Um, and it does have some value of, you know, improving and whatnot, but when it gets to the point where it's taking you down with it and you are, you know, it's robbing you of happiness, it's robbing you of joy and confidence, then it becomes an issue. Um, and so I think it definitely has a, a value to it in that you can work and improve, but once it starts making in you less of who you are and you start acting out of fear as opposed to confidence, then try to, to realize that it is under your control. And then the third is then start whenever you have those, those negative thoughts, counteracting them with positive thoughts. Uh, which again is not, you know, it sounds easy, but is what really comes down to is, is every time you face those thoughts, you have to notice them and then make an active effort to counteract them with the positive thoughts and start thinking about, okay, like what did I do well? And sure, I could do some things better, but you know, nobody got hurt and you know, either the job got done or, you know, everybody left happy, you know, whatever it is, whatever situation you have to also realize that, you know, if nobody's dying, you know, they, these things that you put so much pressure on yourself for and you stress yourself out over in the grand scheme of things aren't going to make or break. And, you know, the consequences really aren't, that drastic, um, at least in what I've been dealing in recently, you know, these are the, the negative thoughts I'm having are very, you know, day to day things that I will continue to deal with on a daily basis. And I think that's kind of one reason I wanted to go to therapy is like, these things aren't going away. They are always going to be there. And so therefore I need to figure out a way to deal with them because if not, then it's going to be a long, long road. And I think that's a hard point to get to is accepting that these stressors, these things in your life aren't going away. It's, you know, it's, it's a matter of learning how to deal with them. And that's kind of been the journey I've been on these past three weeks is kind of learning to deal with these different stressors in my life and different situations that come up and not letting them have control over me as opposed to me having control over the, the situation and the, the stressors or whatever is happening that day, that week. Um, and, and really taking that, that power out of, out of those things that are in your life. Um, so I, I know that was a, a long winded answer to your question, but it's yeah, kind of been the, the thought process I've been going through. Yes. No, that's, that's huge. And, you know, I think I'm going to do a little shout out to my friend, Michaela. I was just on her podcast a few weeks ago, and she touched on this as well. And she said, you know, she had a lot of self-doubt. She had a lot of insecurities that she was working through. And her step, the way it looked for her to work through it, was she turned those insecurities into her affirmations. So her example was she's a really tall girl. So she, instead of being like, oh, I'm so tall, blah, 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 she would say the affirmation of I'm tall and I'm sexy or whatever it was, you know, just to build that. Um, that confidence. So 
I think you're you're definitely on the right path and you're doing work that is so hard but is also so needed. Like everyone under the sun needs to, you know, combat that little angry voice in our in our heads that sometimes <laughs> runs crazy. <laughs> I love that. No, I, I, I think that's great of, of taking, I love that idea of taking your insecurities and kind of, you know, owning them, you know, and, and not viewing them as insecurities and not, you know, whether it's society telling you their insecurities or you telling yourself that they're insecurities, you know, you taking that and, you know, it's again, that common thing of taking the power out of it and you having control over it and you say, no, these, like, this is who I am. You know, I'm, I'm proud to be tall, you know, and, you know, whatever it is, um, you know, for me, I'm, I'm slightly soft spoken. And so it's like, no, like I'm a good listener and I provide value. And, you know, that is a very valuable thing that in a trait that not a lot of people have. And so, like, you have to flip those around. And like your, your friend was saying, I think that's great. I love that. Oh my God, snaps for Grant. Yes, you are soft-spoken and that is your power for sure. I love that about you. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Yes, I cannot wait to hear. I'm going to put you on the spot all the time now and just be like, hey, text me your affirmations right now. <laughs> hey, hit me, hit me. You know, I'm, I'm not I'm not hiding away. I'm not shying. So whenever you, uh, I'm, uh, I'm here for it. So no, absolutely. And uh, I'll, I'll do the same for you. We'll, uh, we'll get some affirmations going. <laughs> yes, accountability. I love it. Yeah, um, yeah. Awesome. So have you, you know, reached out to anyone? Has anyone reached out to you recently to check how you're doing? Um, it's the same, same parties again. You know, I feel like I'm a broken record now. Uh, Shout out to mom. mom. Shout out to my girl. Shout out to my leading women in my life. Um, they're strong and supportive and, and fantastic. So shouts out to them always and forever um other than that uh, my dad i will say uh, uh, my dad has been also um he's he's done a lot better too um as i've gotten older and i think you know obviously as i move away um and start a job um it, it's hard to keep in touch with your family and whatnot and keep that close relationship and you know my family is a very tight um and we like to maintain that and my dad has done a, a really great job of he, he texts me every other day almost asking how i'm doing um and so i know in, in episode one i was really ragging on my, on my dad but he is he truly has been my big one of my biggest cheerleaders and um is, you know, always talks about it. Just last night he was texting me saying, you know, I, I love bragging on you, so proud. And like, it's it's things like that, that, you know, it warms your heart, it really does. And it makes a big difference to have people in your corner um, and, and checking on you. Um, and so, you know, and I, I know that's a, a luxury to have, you know, not everybody has that. Um, and so I'm, I'm very blessed in that regard to have, you know, a supportive family um, and support system around me. Um, and as far as uh, I, I feel like this question's coming, have I have I told more people? <laughs> I, I've, I've like ran into situations. It's still I don't know what it I like. I feel like there's just this hump that I need to get over. Um, 
and I still, you know, full, full honesty, full disclosure, it's still tough for me. Um, you know, with, with coworkers, we'll be talking about, you know, just like the stresses of life and whatnot. And I'll like have this moment where I'm like, this would be the time that like, you know, I could, I could talk about this. And I still, for some reason, like there's something holding me back. And I, I know, again, I said it last week, it's something I'm still working on. Um, and I'm, I'm well, hoping. You know what? Honestly, it's, it's your journey. Like there's really no obligation for you to ever share this. You know, I mean, it's amazing that you're willing to step out of your comfort zone and hop into therapy Um, and obviously normalizing discussions about therapy can be as simple as allowing someone else to be like, hey, I'm thinking about getting therapy and you being like, that's awesome. Good for you. You don't even have to, you know, share the experience if you don't want to. Mm -hmm. And I think I think it's offering yourself that grace of. I mean, same with your dad. Like you guys are, you guys are human. So I know you said in the first episode, um, you feel like you ragged on him, but the reality is, he's he is checking on you in those in those really genuine ways, even if maybe he hasn't always allotted space for emotions. And I think that's what we are. Humans are all just contradictions of, oh yeah, I'm really proud to be in therapy. Ooh, but maybe I'm not going to tell people, you know, yep. <laughs> and that's yep, okay. Exactly. It's totally not a problem. Yeah, yep. yep. exactly. I think it, it is definitely part of the journey. Um, and, you know, these are, these are good ways of monitoring progress. I think it's hard when you're dealing with mental health. You know, it's not a tangible thing that you can, you know, when you're in, in a sport again, you know, you can look to stats, you know, you know, percentages things that will reflect your progress and it's hard in mental health and so things like that that are our true benchmarks are, are good ways and it's kind of how I'm measuring myself one of many and also just kind of the general vibes feeling um, but it's you know obviously very hard to to measure um, but there's definitely a a noticeable um, especially after the second week. Um, I think, you know, I, I was doing a lot of things about this last week too, of like, what is it about it that has been so helpful? Um, and that's, you know, it's hard to put your finger on because when I'm, I'm talking with Matt, it's, it's conversation and it's, you know, we sit down and we just start talking and then, you know, 45 minutes later, it's like, okay, like this is great. You know, go try these things. And so I, I tried to like think, okay, what about that has been, you know, has given me the most success? Um, and I really do think it is just having a space to air out these concerns, stresses, feelings that I didn't have before um, in a very, you know, as safe as possible environment with someone that doesn't know me doesn't know my hat, my, my history, my past, um, and is strictly just there to do exactly that, which is talk through things and help me out. Um, and so I think that that has been the biggest thing is I just haven't had someone that is strictly just there, doesn't have any other interests other than improving my mental health. And we can focus and work on the things that I want to and I think that has been 
great of just, you know, almost a sounding board of bouncing things off. And then obviously he has his own expertise that he can then provide his thoughts, um, his views on things and kind of give me some things to work on that I ne wouldn't necessarily have if it was just me talking with a close friend. Yeah, it'd be, you know, it's nice to have that. It's important to have that. Um, but I think it's also important to have a close friend that doesn't really know you. It's kind of weird to say, but like a close friend that doesn't really know you and is strictly just there to help you improve your mental health. And I think it's it's been, that's been the biggest thing for me is kind of just running things by, by him and just like talking out loud these thoughts that I've had for so long um, and kind of, again, taking that power out of it. Because once I say it out loud, it's not as scary and you recognize that these things aren't things that should have control and power over you. And, you know, once you say it out loud, it's like, okay, it's out here, let's deal with it now. As opposed to when they're internal, bottled up, it's again, you just trying to deal with them. And sometimes when you've been dealing them with them for so long, you, you know, they're, they're your roommates. They're, you know, they've been living with you for so long that you can't just kick them out. Um, you gotta have someone else come and, and help kick them out for you. That's a great way to look at it. All right, so before we fully wrap up, what are three emotions you're feeling right now? <laughs> three emotions feeling right now. Um, I'm feeling, I'm feeling energized um, to be here talking that with you. That was mine. That was yeah. actually mine. <laughs> oh, okay, energized. Go for it. Energized. Um, I always feel energized after these, and kind of a, a new willingness and readiness to 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 take on the week. Um, it's a, it's a, it's been a good check in of you know discussing where where we're at not just me where we're at and uh you know how things are going uh, so energized um i'm hopeful um you know i've got another my third session this week and so i'm i've seen how much progress has come through the first two weeks and so i'm i'm, I'm hopeful and, and excited i guess those go hand in hand hopefully excited to see what the third week brings i'd say these are all in the same theme but prepared um, kind of, I, I, again, with the toolbox, I feel like I'm so much more equipped to handle what life brings this week. I, it's probably, it's going to be a busy week. And so I, I usually would be super stressed out about that and, um, you know, scared, fearful of what's to come and just kind of, again, the anticipation of what is to come, um, is usually worse than what actually comes. Um, and so having those tools, those you know, that, that armor, that those weapons that you have that you can take it on, um, it, it makes you feel much more comfortable and prepared to, to, to handle those things. So, um, yeah, so mine are, since you stole Energized, which is fine, <laughs> I guess, um, I'm super proud. Like, I'm very proud of you. I already see, like, even through the Zoom, I'm feeling the energized yeah. <laughs> <Good>. <laughs> big energy shift um i'm really motivated like after you and i do these calls it's, it reminds me why i started the heartfelt club and i'm really happy that we're on this journey together and hopefully more people you know will will randomly hear this and will get to thinking about their own mental health 
and I am... It's tough. <laughs> it is tough. I'm not going to lie. It's not... <sighs> no, so I'm, I'm motivated. I'm very proud, and I'm really content. Like, I'm just happy with where I'm at in life. Like, very at peace, which makes me... Which makes me happy. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. That is that is the goal. Yes. Know? That is, you know, it's that is, that is great to hear. Yes. Um, okay, so even though you have so much homework, I'm giving you more and I'm giving all of our <laughs> listeners a little bit of homework. Um, reach out to someone and ask how they are. Maybe someone you haven't talked to in a while. Cause you know, like you said, you have a lot of people who check on you, and maybe some people aren't as uh, lucky in that regard. So let's shoot out a mass text to all our people and just be like, hey, how are you? I have a few minutes. Let's catch up. See where that takes you. And aside from that, Grant, do you have any calls to action for the people listening? Um, I'm going to echo that one. And I saw I saw your posts um, of, you know, helpful, you know, places to start on checking in on people. I think that's, they're fantastic. And they're kind of easy ways to start the conversation and so i love that i love the call to action and i think everybody you know can do with a check-in and can do the checking in you know it goes both ways and so you know i encourage everybody to uh i think i said this last week just just take that time to to reflect and and try to label those emotions um because it's it's not easy but it goes it goes a long way um and so Thanks to everybody out there that does listen. Yes. Well, I'm so happy for you. Um, you have another session coming up. I hope it goes so well. Cannot wait to touch base again and hear more. Thank you guys all for joining us in the clubhouse. We will meet again same time next week. And don't forget to go out there and be more heartfelt. Woo! Woo!